Hi, everybody. Uh, so before we get started, I know that this episode is airing on a Monday, and I figured let's uh, change things up a little bit. Let's kick off this episode with some music. Don't worry, I'm not going to sing. Total Eclipse of the Heart. Remember that song? Yeah, great song, but I'm not going to play that. I'm going to play the cover version of it from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> Are you ready? everybody, welcome to another episode of My Reviewing Here, a podcast where I, Matthew Bussey, watch and review Sight and Sound's top greatest movies of all time. You know, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, I've never even seen the movie, I've only seen that clip, I'll never forget, it was college, I believe it was sophomore year, 2010, or it may have been 2011, no, it was 2011, I remember it. My roommate and I were just, uh, like, in the room doing homework, and that movie was on, and that scene came on, and we both just cracked up so much, and... If you didn't laugh at that, then something's wrong with you, because I just think that's a really funny scene. I don't know. I've never seen it, though. I don't know if I want to see it, because it's a movie all about middle school, and I did not like my middle school experience at all, but they're supposed to be good, and they made, like, what, like, it's supposed to be a good movie, and they made, what, like, four Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies? Oh, my God, and one of the Diary of a Wimpy Kid's uh, actors is, like, in jail for murder now. Oh! <gasps> Home Alone face. Jesus Christ, that's crazy. That is gnarly. Well, you know what, guys? I really wanted to start that. uh, I wanted to start this. I mean, I'm always making you feel uncomfortable, I feel like. But I really wanted to intentionally start off this episode making you feel really uncomfortable. Because today's movie is by a director who is so out there, so weird, so visionary. Did I say weird already? I'm going to use the word weird a lot. I use weird way too much in my everyday life but um most of all he's a director whose movies make you feel so terrified and also so uncomfortable uncomfortable it's uncomfortable it's not uncomfortable it's not spelled u-n-u-n-c-o-m-f-t-a-b-l-e no it's uncomfortable sorry um that's always like a pet peeve of mine that and whenever people say crown instead of crayon it's crayon it's not crown one time somebody told me they pronounced it as Crane. Crane? I don't think that's true. She also, I believe, I think it's the same girl in high school who I knew who thought that the plural of penis was peni. Anyway, um, well, look, are you uncomfortable? Good. Okay, today, guys, we're going to, I'm just going to dive right into it because this, uh, I, I want to talk a lot about this director because he's like one of my top five favorite directors. And this director is kind of like the reason... Why I one of the top reasons why I love movies and why I am uh, a lunatic. Um, I have him to thank for this. So today we're going to talk about one of his movies. It's a cult classic, Twin Peaks: Fire Walk with Me. Take a listen.
other person who could have known where it was. Did Bobby give you this? Or is there someone new? Laura disappeared. It's just me now. You made me write it all down. Don't do that. She doesn't like that. How do you know what she likes? so creepy um so if you guys uh you may have noticed that if you if you uh follow this podcast like if you go on the podcast page you you, you see at the bottom it, it says copyright of nervous chuckles <laughs> nervous chuckles yeah that's that's uh that's my fake like company basically um I, when i i used to make movies in college and i used to uh make movies with my friends uh without their approval uh <laughs> after college uh, and I used to call my, my quote unquote distributor, uh, nervous chuckles because my movies make people nervously chuckle because they don't know what the friggity hell they're watching. Should we be laughing? Should we be freaked out? Should we be like moved? What, what, huh? What? Like that is the, the reactions I always want to get out of people. And I'm saying this in relation to Twin Peaks and David Lynch, because David Lynch, is the reason why I wanted my movies to be so out there and so creepy and just like part of my French, but like fucked up and disturbing, but also funny and, and, and odd and powerful and, and like something out of a nightmare, you know, but a nightmare that you like can't look away from because it's just so fantastically done. That is David Lynch. David Lynch, if you don't know him, he is, he's, if you don't know of him, he is one of the most famous directors alive today. Uh, he, he's quite old, but he's still there, and he, he doesn't really do... He's not really like a uh, one of those directors that like does a movie a year or a movie every two years. No, he really takes his time. He lectures a lot uh, like at events, and um, there's no other director like David Lynch. David Lynch, how do you describe David Lynch and his movies? His movies, well, I kind of have already said this already, but his movies are weird. Like WTF, F, 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 weird. I don't know how else to emphasize that. He made movie. He did a movie in the seventies called Eraserhead that I've only been able to watch once because it literally just like made me so deeply uncomfortable, and it made me want to like. I don't take baths. It made me want to go and take a bath, but like with all my clothes on because I felt like characters in Eraserhead would come and like kill me, regardless of if I had clothes. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why. 
clothes on or off. I don't know. I just erased her head. I don't even, again, I don't even really remember what it's about. Uh, but when it came out, it, it disturbed the living hell out of everybody. It is technically a horror movie. Um, basically it revolves around, uh, this guy who takes care of this like lizard baby, half lizard, half human baby. Uh, Lynch later on did a movie called the elephant man in 1980 with, uh, John Hurt and, uh, Anthony Hopkins. And I think Anne Bancroft was in it. She played Mrs. Robinson in the graduate. Here's to you, Mrs. Ro yeah, that, that, uh, that movie. Um, the Elephant Man shares the weirdness of, of a Lin David Lynch, Lynchian, like literally a Lynch, Lynchian is like a film term. Like, oh, that movie's very Lynchian, you know? Uh, the Elephant Man was actually, though, based on a, a real man, a man that had severe, the severe facial, uh, 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 oh God, disability? No, that's not what it's called. What am I thinking of? His face was really messed up. That's all I'm going to say. The Elephant Man, again, I've only seen it once because it just upset me so much. You know how, like, in Edward Scissorhands, like, you feel so bad for Edward because he just wants to hug people, but he's got poor scissors and he keeps cutting them when he wants to hug them? Yeah, the Elephant Man is kind of like that. Like, it, it makes you so emotional. But I, I, I think, um, you know, Lynch did a lot of movies. Lynch's real breakthrough, in my opinion, was Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet is probably on Satan Sound's list. One of my favorite freaking movies, but of all time, but, uh, it's horrifying. Twin Peaks came out in 1986. It stars Kyle MacLachlan, uh, Desperate Housewives. Any Desperate Housewives listeners here? He played, uh, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. My brain is like a, a fart today. Uh, uh, oh God, Marsha Cross, Marsha Cross's husband on it. Orson, Orson, Orson. He played Orson on Desperate Housewives. But if you don't watch Desperate Housewives, none of that matters. You can, you can just skip ahead. Um, yeah, Blue Velvet, I, look, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into every single one of Lynch's movies because I'd be here for like three hours. But I'm going to get to Twin Peaks, but I, I want you to know that there's a common theme in a lot of David Lynch movies, and uh, there's like a common setup in his movies. And the setup is this. He takes us to these suburban, like utopian neighborhoods that look so perfect and pristine and, you know, you walk up the street and there's old men watering their flowers and there's people walking by and they're smiling and waving in slow motion. And it's like, there's nothing bad there, but deep down there is evil lurking behind every bush, like inside every house. That is like a David Lynch movie. The neighborhood that the setting looks great, but deep down it is so unbelievably screwed up and horrifying. That's what Blue Velvet is about. Uh, that's, I would even say what Mulholland Drive, another one of his really fav uh, famous movies. Um, I think that's really close to like the one to 10 list on Satan Sound. So that um, you may have to wait like a year for me to review that. But yeah, I mean, he, that, that's the common theme. Now, Twin Peaks, you got to know a lot about, uh, you got to know some context about Twin Peaks before we get into Fire Walk With Me. Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me is a prequel to Twin Peaks, the series. Twin Peaks was a TV series that ran on ABC for about two years. It was only two seasons. I believe it started in 1990. It was a, a essentially a murder mystery series. It was created by Lynch and uh, this other guy named uh, Mark Frost. And it was so unique because it was like a murder mystery show, but it also was very funny. It was also very campy. 
it was also very soapy, like like a melodrama soapy, like really over the top, like what what? And it was also terrifying. And also, it was completely ambiguous and like so many bizarre things happen on the show that that you don't understand. And it's paranormal, too. There's supernatural elements and supernatural characters that appear on the show. The main premise of, of Twin Peaks is there is a, a, a woman whose body is found. This woman, her name is Laura Palmer. And the series is, is uh, basically just about who killed her. You know, who, who, who killed her. Now, it's a little sad because, you know, this season... Now, this season, you can watch Twin Peaks on... I believe it's on Paramount+. Plus. Uh... It ended, it was canceled, basically, um, because, I won't say what happens, but you find out, well, you, you are going to find out because this is a prequel series. The movie Twin Peaks, Firewalk With Me is a prequel about Laura Palmer and what happens before she gets murdered. So you find out in the series what happens to Laura Palmer, and after that, the series kind of tried to go in a new direction, and it got canceled uh, because of that. Many, many, many years later, in 2017, they brought it back for a third season called Twin Peaks The Return. 17 episodes, all directed at, uh, by David Lynch and all written by Lynch and Mark Frost. It's not even really a show. It's actually a 17-hour long movie. Like, it's like a mini-series slash movie. You can call it that. Uh, a big thing, too, I forgot to say about David Lynch. Look, his movies don't make sense. You're not going to understand them entirely uh, most of them, that is, when you watch them. You won't. They're very disorienting. Uh, but I say that in the most positive way. They're very disorienting. And you cannot look away from them. Because everything you're watching... I, I, I don't... Oh, God. I don't know how to explain it. He just has this incredible ability, David Lynch, to show you what a visceral nightmare is like you know you know how like we all have bad dreams occasionally and then we wake up and it just feels so real and it's like we can't shake it off sometimes and anyone who suffers from like night terrors or sleep paralysis you know what i'm talking i don't have i don't suffer from any of them touch wood but um you know what it's like you know david lynch this is a, just a man this is not a superhuman guy this man in all of his movies has this has, has done this incredible thing where he shows what an actual nightmare is like. And there's no other director like him. Some directors have done it. Some directors have tried to like emulate David Lynch. I've tried too many times and I've scared the crap out of a lot of film professors uh, and friends as well. But yeah, there's no one else like him. So, okay, that's kind of like the big David Lynch, Twin Peaks context uh you know lesson uh i guess i should get into the movie now which i'm a little afraid to do because this movie is there's a lot in twin peaks firewalk with me sorry i was taking a sip yeah i mean twin peaks firewalk with me is this one of my favorite uh favorites of, of david lynch uh is this one of my favorite david lynch movies it's not one of my favorite of his Favorites of his? Favorite of his? I can't speak. No, it's it's not. Um, I don't hate the movie. I don't love the movie either. I think uh, this movie, when it came out, it was a box office failure for one thing. It did not do well. It was very divide, uh, divided among uh, critics. And also fans of the show, Twin Peaks, were also really 
they either hated it or loved it. And the movie was made pretty soon, right after the series was canceled, you know? And a lot of the cast didn't want to return. Like Kyle MacLachlan is in this movie, but he didn't want to come. He didn't want to do the movie. He didn't want to be typecast as uh, he, he plays a special agent in this movie, uh, in, in the show. Special agent Dale Cooper is, is his name. And he's like a very popular TV character. Uh, but what doesn't really work about Firewalk With Me? Well, a lot of things. I think... Twin Peaks, The Return, like the show slash movie slash miniseries, whatever you call it, that solved everything. You know, that took everything that was flawed about Firewalk with me and excelled it. You know, they made that, that, that series, I believe it's on Showtime and Paramount Plus as well. You don't have to have seen uh, the original Twin Peaks show to watch Twin Peaks, The Return. Uh, that is also coming up later on this list. I did cheat, and it is on this list, so that's going to be quite an exciting episode. I'm probably going to be uh, ecstatic. But I think the, issues, the issue with Firewalk with me is that there's a lot happening, a lot of things that are confusing that happen, and the movie is, like, a little confused in itself, you know, because it's trying to be a movie, but it's stuck in that, in like its TV series setup, you know, I say that like, because the editing is a little meh in this movie. There are a lot of scenes where it feels like a TV show, you know, a scene will end and it literally fades to black and then fades into the next scene. And does it all work? I don't think it totally works, but at the same time, this is like a messy masterpiece, in my opinion. Um, and that's what, you know, obviously, cause it's on site and sounds list. Now over the years, this came out in 1992, all these years later, all these film critics and even Twin Peaks, uh, fans have all kind of come forward and said, you know what? Yeah, that movie was really awesome. It was weird. It was really twisted and it had a lot of flaws and a lot of unresolved storylines. And, but you know what? It just adds to David Lynch's genius, you know? It does. It really, really does. I, I don't know how else to explain it. And until you see a David Lynch movie, you will go, you will understand what I'm talking about. If you don't know movies, if you don't know him, I, uh, you know, I don't want to like scare you or anything like that, but you should be a little bit scared because yeah, you have to really like kind of like pad yourself and, and get ready before you watch any David Lynch movies. So let me get into it then, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do this. And um, if you are listening to this and you are a diehard David Lynch or, or Twin Peaks fan, there are a lot of them out there. Trust, uh, trust me. If I get something wrong, please don't kill me. I really am going to do the best I can with this. I took copious notes when I was watching this movie. And uh, okay, here it goes. I'm going to attempt to explain the plot of, um, of this movie. And I'm like sweating right now because I don't want to mess up. Okay, Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me. Like I said, it's a prequel. It's essentially divided into two parts. Uh, it's kind of a long movie, too. It's, it's a little over two and a half hours long. Uh, part one of this movie takes place uh, in the year 1988 in this town called Deer Meadow, Washington. Again, like I said, it's a Lynch movie, so this town looks very perfect and quaint and gorgeous, but a dead body floats up. Uh, this river. Yeah. Boom. Something 
awful has happened now. Uh, we find out that this body is, uh, the, ident the identity is this woman named Teresa Banks. Uh, we see this character come in, this really um, quirky character named uh, FBI Chief Gordon Cole, and he's played by Lynch himself. David Lynch actually acts in Twin Peaks, and he's very, very funny at it. Yeah, he's a quirky guy. He comes in, and he brings in these two agents, uh, Chester Desmond and Sam Stanley. Sam Stanley is played by Kiefer Sutherland, and Chester Desmond is played by uh, this actor named Chris Isaac, who is like a singer, I think? Um, Wicked Game, do you know that song? Baby Did a Bad Thing, or Baby Did a Bad, Bad Thing, Somebody's Crying. I know him, but I don't know him. Anyway, they come in. Uh, yeah, what are their names again? I already forget. I'm sorry, there's a lot of characters in this movie. Desmond and Stanley. Okay, they're brought in to investigate what happened, who killed Banks. Um, they do an autopsy on her, uh, and it's very disturbing. They basically pull apart her fingernail, and they find this little tiny piece of paper, tiny, tiny piece of paper with the letter T printed on it. And also, they mention that her ring is missing. Uh, okay, what does this all mean? Pfft, I have no idea. Her ring is missing, and somebody, the killer, put a little piece of paper with the letter T in it. What the heck does that mean? I don't know. Move on to the next scene. Uh, things are just weird. The characters are really weird. The characters, like, talk like they're not even people, you know, in this town. They go to this diner, and everyone is just acting weird. Um, you know, like, I, I think, I, I forget which one, but, like, they ask the waitress about the specials and the waitress just says, you want to hear about our specials? We don't have any. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. The dialogue in the movie, this again goes back to why Twin Peaks was such like a cult phenomenon because it was a mix of genres and you so rarely saw that on television back in the day. I mean, it was like it, David Lynch is a genre, you know, in, in itself, in himself, you know? So they do that. Uh, they, um, go to the trailer that Teresa was living in and they see this photo of her that's wearing, uh, where she's wearing the, the ring. Um, they, uh, Desmond later on, he finds the ring underneath a trailer, like a train trailer, whatever. Uh, and he takes it. Then we're switched back to, uh, the setting switches to Philadelphia. What, what, and this is where, where uh, Dale Cooper comes in. Now, Dale Cooper, in the show Twin Peaks, you'll see he's the main character, and he's he's McLaughlin's character. <sighs> this is so weird, and I'm going to do my best again. He tells um, uh, Gordon about this crazy dream he uh, was having, and he does this really weird thing where he um, goes into this hallway, and he stands in front of the security camera, and then he keeps walking back into the room where the, secu the security room where the cameras are, and he keeps like looking to see if he's there. But it's like, you're, you're not there. You're not in the room anymore. What, what, you're not in the hallway anymore. What are you talking... You know, and he does this many times and it just... Things are getting weird. And then he does it again and then he goes back into the security uh, room and Dale is still there. His footage is... He is still there in the hallway. But he's not there anymore. He's in the room. What? What's going on? All of a sudden, David Bowie appears. Yeah. David Bowie plays uh, Special Agent Philip Jeffries. He just appears out of nowhere, um, and he just starts speaking, talking about all these really weird things about how he he saw all of these spirits 
Um, and all these spirits that he's talking about, these are all prolific big characters on the show. Now, there are a lot of them. They are... Oh my god, this is so bizarre. There's the jumping man. Man, excuse me. There is... Um, this woman named Mrs. Chalfon, Chalfon, excuse me, and her grandson, and they're just creepy, and they walk around. There is a killer named Bob, B-O-B, all capitalized. He's really, really creepy, and he kills people, and he, like, possesses people. There's a little person, a little man named, uh, known as the man from another place. <laughs> and they all appear, and then, in this room, and then Jeffries, David Bowie, disappears. Um... And then all of a sudden, Desmond disappears as well. And Cooper is tasked with finding Desmond, and then uh, nothing gets resolved. And then we move on to part two of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Confused? Okay. It's okay to be confused. I'm confused too. Are we supposed to be confused by all this? I, I, I think so, because again, Lynch is not giving us answers. He wants us to wait and try to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. I tried my best with part one of this movie, and I cannot do it for the life of me. But um, anyway, let's continue. It's not a bad thing. It's just a very bizarre thing. It's very bizarre that for just David Bowie to just walk into a room, you know? Yeah. Okay, part two of this movie, this is where Laura Palmer, this is her movie. The rest of the movie is all Laura Palmer. Laura Palmer, And she's played uh, in a tremendous performance by uh, Cheryl Lee who was also in uh, the show as well and was in briefly, well, I won't give away any spoilers, but briefly in the Twin Peaks, The Return series. Uh, Laura Palmer is a homecoming, she's the homecoming queen at her high school. Again, everything seems great. She seems like a good student. Eh, she's not a very good student. She secretly snorts cocaine in the bathroom at her school She's dating this nice guy named Bobby Briggs, but she's secretly cheating on him with this bad boy biker named James Hurley. Uh, and um, some weird stuff starts happening. Uh, she finds out that there are pages missing from her diary. That's kind of weird. Uh, Mrs. Chalfont and the grandson, you know, these two spirits from this um, other realm, you know, they, they um, show up at Laura's place and they give her this picture frame and they tell her, um, just be careful because the man behind the mask, uh, is in the bed, is, uh, in her bedroom. Well, who's the man behind the mask? What, who is that? So she goes home and all of a sudden she sees Bob, the killer. <laughs> Why is the killer called Bob? All caps. Guys, I don't know. I don't know. And that's what's so friggin' weird about this. It's so creepy. But Bob is friggin' horrifying. And he's just like an act. He's just a character. But he just makes scary faces and he manages to be so friggin' terrifying. He doesn't have horns or, you know, there's no special, there are no special effects or anything. But Laura goes and she sees Bob um, hiding behind her dresser and she runs out of the house freaking out. And then all of a sudden her father, Leland, uh, played tremendously, I keep saying tremendously, I'm sorry. Uh, Leland is played by uh, this actor named Ray Wise, who you may recognize, he was in some movies. Uh, he suddenly appears out of the house. Now, that's kind of important to remember. Yeah. And there's just something a little bit off between Leland and Laura. Leland is, like, very suspicious about Laura's personal life and her romance, uh, her romantic life, excuse me. And he's, like, really, I don't know, there's something a little bit off. So, yeah, that's important to remember. Wink, wink. Just remember that. Now... 
Oh my God, so, guys, so much stuff happens. I'm going to skip around a little bit because again, this is just a very, very heavy movie. In addition to cheating on her boyfriend and doing drugs, uh, Laura is secretly working as an underage prostitute. Oh yeah. So at night she goes to this really divey place called the Roadhouse, which is like, has like date rape written all over it. You go in, everyone there looks drugged. There's like topless women everywhere. And she brings her friend along. Her friend is uh, this uh, woman named Donna Hayward. And Donna is like a very shy, good girl. And, you know, she does not like what her friend is doing. Donna's played by this actress named Mo uh, Moira Kelly. And Donna is eventually kind of pressured into becoming a prostitute like Laura as well. Laura also has a pimp. Her pimp's name is Jacques Renault. And they're doing all this stuff at the bar and, you know, Laura's like breasts her out and she just does not give two Fs about any of this. And, and she does, though, come to her senses, though, when she sees Donna uh, being um, essentially, I mean, sexually assaulted by one of uh, the guys at the bar. And she freaks out and she gets Donna and wakes her up and, you know, Donna's been drugged as well and she gets her out of there. The next scene, apologies to you if I keep like sighing. It's just, it's, it's a lot. This movie's a lot. <laughs> the next uh, bizarre thing that happens. Oh my God. Again, I'm going to skip around a little bit, but there is another character named uh, Philip Gerard, and he is secretly possessed by this uh, ghost spirit, whatever you want to call him, named Mike, all caps again, M-I-K-E. And Leland and Laura are driving one day, their, their rooftop is down on their car, and uh, Philip slash Mike is like in this truck next to them, and he starts screaming at Leland, and then all of a sudden, there are all these scenes where Leland remembers, it, 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 it is um, presented that Leland secretly had an affair with Laura, uh, with Laura. No. Oh, God. Shit. Sorry. Getting all the names mixed up. Leland secretly was having an affair with Teresa. Um, he wanted Teresa to... He wanted to have a foursome with Teresa uh, and her friends. And he went there one night to see her, but he saw that Laura was one of the girls. So he freaked out. Um, Teresa kind of understood this, and she threatened to blackmail him, and Leland killed her. So that's how Teresa died. We find out. And I may be wrong, but I think Twin Peaks, the show, I watched this way back in uh, 2017 when I knew that the new sh season was coming out. I think that is how it's uh, um, explained in the show as well. But anyway, okay. So a lot happens. There is a horrifying scene where Laura is in bed and Bob, killer Bob, crawls through her window at night um, gets into bed with her and he starts like, I think he's, yeah, he's like screwing her basically and thrusting inside her and she is like drugged or something and she's going, who are you? Who are you? And all of a sudden Bob changes into Leland, her father. So she wakes up and comes to her senses and her father is raping her on the bed. Ugh! Yeah. Everything gets worse and worse and worse. Um, I'm gonna just I'm just gonna cut right to the ending. So Laura is prostituting. She's with another girl. This time uh, it's an, a, a, another young girl named Ronette Pulaski. Um, they are you know having sex with these two assholes in this like small cottage out in the woods. Um, 
it gets really, really bad. So Jacques is there, you know, he's her pimp and he ties her up and Renette gets tied up as well. And Leland shows up and he's like, what's going on? And he knocks Jacques out. Um, and this, the other guy there, he runs, he runs away. And then Leland picks, you know, grabs Laura and Renette and takes them to a train car and they're screaming and it's horrifying and they have makeup smeared all over their faces. And, you know, what, what, what the hell is he doing? What, what is Leland doing? What's happening? And yeah, this is all happening. Mike, you know, one-armed Mike shows up. Um, he, Renette manages to escape from the train car and Mike kind of like pushes her out and she's okay. And the ring, remember Teresa's ring that was missing? It kind of like rolls on the ground towards Lara and she picks it up and she puts it on. And right as she's doing this, you hear Leland scream, don't make me do this. And then <clears throat> it's done in such an amazing, this is one of the most brilliant scenes like I've ever seen in a movie. He kills Lara, but you don't really see it. You just see all these quick flashes. You know, you see these quick flashes of light and her screaming and, and blood coming out, like ex extreme close-ups of blood, you know, coming out of her mouth. And there's this quick moment where Leland, you know, uh, uh, lifts up this like body bag sheet to put over her. And then in the reflection, you see Bob. So Bob was possessing Leland this whole time. Yeah. So Laura's dead. Her father, but it wasn't her father, it was Bob, killed her. What happens next? Leland ends up in the Red Room. Guys, the Red Room is a whole huge setting in Twin Peaks. It's basically... This weird setting, it's like a, literally a red room in this um, like other dimension where everybody talks super strangely. And the way they did this in the movie is that um, the actors spoke their lines backwards. And then when they edited the movie, they played the audio backwards again. So it's kind of like that Missy Elliott song, Work It, you know, is it worth it? Let me work it. I put, I put my thing down, flip and reverse it. It's your for you know, it's like that. So everybody in the red room or the lodge, as they call it, they all talk like that. So if they want to be like, you know, Laura's dead, or or no, what's like a good example? Laura's father is really creepy. They wouldn't say it like that. They would literally say it like, Laura's father is really creepy. And there are subtitles too to accompany this so that you know what people are saying. It's so freaking weird, but um, that happens. The very last shot of this movie, Laura is... Um, where her body is uh, discovered, which, you know, le this leads to the beginning of the Twin Peaks series, you know. Um, she's in the Red Room, and Dale is there. Don't forget Dale, Kyle MacLachlan. He's there with her, and Laura is like, you know, looks okay. She's got all this makeup on. She's wearing this black dress. And she looks up, and there's an angel, her angel. There's like an angel that looks just like her that is just floating above both of them crying and then the movie ends boom guys what does it all mean i'm shrugging right now that's a david lynch movie for you that's a movie for you right friggity friggity there it is disturbing it is hypnotic it is funny it is disturbing as hell 
there are so many shots here that I don't understand. There's a close-up shot of a capuchin monkey that I don't get. There's a close-up shot of a... Is it uvula or, or uvula? Uvula? You, you know, the thing in the back of your throat. For the longest time, I thought uvula and vagina were the same thing, but I was wrong. I didn't find that out until, like, college. Um, yeah, there are, there are so many shots and things in this movie that David Lynch... And not even just David Lynch, the other co-writer of, the, of uh, Twin Peaks in general, Mark Frost. Now, David Lynch and Mark Frost did not write this prequel series. It was Lynch and this other writer named Robert Engels. But similarly, similarly enough, though, they show you all of these scenes. They show you all these characters. They show you scenes that don't connect at all. They place everything to you, like, on a plate. Like, like a, it's like a big smorgasbord of scenes and and plot points and dialogues and and climaxes in the story and and they don't explain any of it you have to explain it yourself now does this totally work in firewalk with me no i don't think it totally does again because i think it's tricky because this is a movie that is a prequel to a big series and i think the reason why the movie is kind of like a flawed masterpiece is that lynch kind of can he the movie he confuses the movie itself i'm trying how do i say this elegantly i hope i'm making sense i'm probably not but the movie doesn't feel like a movie sometimes it still feels like a tv show you know and i think that's one of the big flaws about firewalk with me i don't care that it doesn't make any sense i actually really like that it doesn't make any sense because it just adds to the mystery and the 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 um the fascination of it all i think that twin peaks the return crushed it but also that 17 hours about 17 hours long so you know they had more time to interconnect a lot of these things but nevertheless though this movie just stuns you it really really does um i don't think you'll love it i don't know if anybody will actually love it i don't love it but it does feature one of the most riveting sequences ever which is laura palmer's murder um, if you Google, or uh, don't Google it, because um, like real images of murdered people might show up. If you YouTube it, <laughs> well, the same thing might happen. Now YouTube takes it down. If you YouTube like Twin Peaks, Laura Palmer murder, um, I mean, if, if you have a bad, weak stomach, then don't watch it, of course. But if you love horror movies, if you love scenes that are so flawlessly edited and put together and, and bone chilling, watch that sequence. Seriously, it is just one of the most incredible sequences I've ever seen in a movie. And there are sequences in other David Lynch movies that to this day haunt me. To this day, I can never stop thinking about. So, man, oh man, do I recommend Twin Peaks Firewalk with me? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, you can watch this movie on Max, not HBO Max, Max. I know I have to keep telling that to myself because I keep forgetting as well. Yes, it's on there, and I also believe... I'm sorry, I have to double-check because I forgot to take note of this. Blah, 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 Stand by. Oh, it's also on the Criterion channel. So yeah, Max and the Criterion channel. I do recommend it. Uh, give it a chance. Watch it. And if you like it, watch the series. If you really like the series, watch Twin Peaks The Return, man. You will friggin' love it. What is the moral of Twin Peaks Firewalk with me? <sighs> Don't take drugs. Um... Don't be a bad girl. Uh, if your dad is really giving you the creeps, talk to someone about it. But there may be something more because your dad may secretly be possessed by a guy who doesn't really have a spooky 
ghost name. So I don't know, because that's the thing ghosts were people once, but this guy isn't really a ghost. He's like a demon too. So um, yeah, the moral is that ghosts are real. Don't do drugs and uh, don't cheat on your boyfriend. Be a good girl. Yeah, and don't get into prostitution when you're underage at least. Come on, don't do that girl. Laura, you know better than that. Yeah, a lot to take in with this movie. A lot to take in, but I'm really glad I talked about it. I'm so glad I finally talked about David Lynch. Um, honestly, like... Do yourself a favor and just watch an interview that David Lynch gives because he is just <sighs> the man. He's the man. He's absolutely friggin' the man. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, I will see you next time on... I'm reviewing here. There is a... This is a full week of episodes, too. The next two films I did get to find. And, uh, yeah, new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please leave a good review. Uh, if you have issues with me, you can leave a review as well. I really don't give a shit. Just say what you want. Uh, you can also uh, tune in wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow, uh, subscribe to I'm Reviewing Here on YouTube as well. New episodes debut the same day as they do on the podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at I'm Reviewing Here. You can follow me personally at Mabussy. <sighs> do I really need to like make explain my last name. No, I'm tired of doing that. Go ahead and follow me and watch these movies if I recommend them. And if I don't recommend them, watch them anyway. You should, because it's not all about me. I'm just giving, giving honest reviews. And if you're new to movies, if you're trying to get into movies, I really hope that I am doing a good job. And um, I hope that you are, I am making a difference in your life because movies can do that. Uh, maybe not Firewalk with me, but other movies will as well. Alrighty. Bye-bye.